Hello and welcome to another 1905 podcast. I'm Tracy and I am joined by the really happy Rick. Yeah, I'm back. Oh. Fucking, I'm fed up of doing these. <laughs> <laughs> Hate you. Hate everyone. <sighs> I don't like, I don't like anyone. So I shouldn't be here. I should be on my own. That's when I'm happiest. You I deserve to be in the top of that cupboard, my friends. Um, <laughs> right up there. Yeah, right up there. <laughs> Hopefully your donkey's going to behave today. We had a few issues with the last one with you, Warren. He, he, he fucking better stay out of the way. I'll tell you what, I fear for him today. You're in a right grump. <laughs> <laughs> hate everyone. Even more than normal. <laughs> I do, I hate everyone. Hate everyone. Right, well, this is exciting because we're so caught up now that we are back to doing just one game, although that's probably going to change in the next couple of weeks because of our fixtures. Oh, but, it's definitely not going to last long, is it? Let's be honest. But let's not go five <laughs> behind because, as I said, I was like, oh, I actually, like, remembered stuff and I've written stuff down this time because we're not, like, <laughs> so far into the future. She's made notes. <laughs> Fucking notes. I've even found some nice stats for you, actually, which I think you're going to enjoy. Her pen and pad hadn't been used for so long. They had cobwebs on them when I she tell you what, pulled them out of the cupboard. I haven't been at work since Friday. Otherwise, I'm literally a scribbler. I've already said, Simon bought me a new notepad and I'm already halfway through it, so he's going to buy me another one. Um, a scribbler. <laughs> I literally am. I'm so old-fashioned. <laughs> right, so let's dive in. Obviously, let's we went uh, away to Burnley, which, let's be fair, I think, well, we had very beautiful mixed views. Town. <laughs> oh, it was fucking amazing. No, I won't <laughs> lie though, their setup's good for away fans because um you get to go to the cricket club, which is literally right next to the ground. And although you have to walk the long way round, it's it's quite and the sun was shining. <gasps> Burnley, fucking I hell. won't lie to you. I even took my coat off, it was that warm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. If I'd have stood there long enough, I think I'd have got a tan, but I had to go to the game. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was actually really lovely. We got in, no drama, to the bar, no drama. Everyone outside at the cricket ground, everyone was having a great time. Um, saw Love loads it. of people. Yeah, it was really good, really good. Um, and everyone was quite friendly. Obviously, there's no real issues with Burnley, is there? Let's be honest. Um, no. <laughs> apart from in the ground when they were getting pelters off us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there were seven changes from the FA Cup side against Luton, which... I don't think it was any real surprise, was it, really? We got Mendy, no, Trev, Silva, James, Kante, Havertz, Pooley, and they all came back to join uh, Rudy, Georgie, Saul and Mount. Were there any surprises for you, though? Um, I suppose after Saul's abomination of a performance against Luton, um, and I don't know, is Alonso injured? Or is he just knackered after Liverpool? Uh, I mean, it's likely, isn't it? <laughs> he's probably <laughs> knackered, isn't he? I don't think he's made for 20 think... minutes of football, is he? Well, and I don't think there were any uh, fresh injury worries from what they said on Friday. And they said that Thiago was back training and there was nothing new in terms of like injury news. So I don't think maybe it was just a pure rest. Yeah, maybe. I thought the only one you could say is arguably a surprise, probably Saul. Uh, wing back but to be honest not to jump too far ahead I thought he played quite well yeah I won't lie I, I think every, 
everyone sort of gasped like when the team news come yeah. out and we were all sort of discussing it and I was a bit like okay that is a bit of a surprise um he was shocking yeah and to be fair he, I mean, he got up and down I actually bit. did think that was probably going to be our only weakness that game but Aaron Lennon because he's quite tricky Lennon isn't he I know, I know he's not the Lennon of Tottenham but he's still Aaron Lennon he's awkward. got a bit about him yeah awkward player yeah, he's to be quick, fair he's tricky yeah and I thought bar he got in behind him once very early, early on in the game. Yeah. And then it never happened again. It never yeah. happened after that. I, I felt like, um, I don't know whether at first I thought, hmm, I, I kind of understand why you're doing it. I, don't, I You know, I think that Saar wasn't really doing what he needed to do against Stop Luton. beating around the bush. Yeah, shit. Stop it, it was a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, but I did think, actually, if Alonso was going to come in, you know, if, at the end of the day, we've had to do it with Callum, haven't we, in, in other, in other on the right side of the pitch and all that sort of thing. So at the end of the day, you know, when things happen, you have to kind of adapt yourself. I, I don't know whether I feared for him a little bit just because we know that Burnley are just awkward motherfuckers and they'll... They'll go in hard on you as well. And I didn't know whether they yeah, They get the ball like, out wide. They get crosses in, don't they? They're very... I agree with you. Players. I don't think he had a bad game at all. In fact, actually, I think second half in particular, I thought he did all right, to be fair. But I think that was my only concern before the kickoff. He's that... a bit quicker on the ball now, isn't he? Is it just me? Or is he like, he's half a yard quicker in his brain now? He's not keeping well, all the... You've been watching Alonso as well. You've been watching Alonso as well, so... Yeah, true. I think I'm half a yard quicker than Monzo, to be honest. Especially <laughs> after being going to the gym. <laughs> hey, yeah, he's done three days at the gym and he's fucking... <laughs> yeah, like walk- he's, he's Usain Bolt all of a sudden. I am walking like the most bow-legged person in the world today. I'm absolutely fucked. Oh, no. Absolutely You're going to... Don't don't ruin yourself, will you? Um, right, oh, so let's... <laughs> first off... Um, let's sort of talk that over you know it was kind of a bit uh mute I think I'd say like Rudy had a shot from far out didn't he but that's because we were literally shouting at somebody to have a go at that point um so of course Rudy had to go um Burnley looked like their annoying self I thought and um they were very compact weren't they first half they got they got bods behind the ball and that's the thing. I think when you're at home and you're a team like they are, they kind of fight for everything, don't they? And and in the first half, it felt like a typical sort of Chelsea, uh, Burnley-Chelsea game where it was, we weren't really finding a breakthrough. They were kind of on us and, and obviously wanting to stamp themselves. I mean, essentially, they probably could have had a couple of goals, really. I mean, there was a moment, wasn't there, where um, Mendy had a bit of a wobble and he sort of half-punched that ball away. And even I was a bit like, oh, that's not very Mendy-like. You know, he looked like he panicked a bit and he sort of set him up. But I think that... he was kind of caught... I think he was kind of caught in between. I wonder if yeah. I can catch that or not. Yeah. And then I think he realised last minute, he was like, no, oh, fuck, I ain't catching that. And then he yeah. quickly tried to punch it. And he just hasn't caught it right at all, has he? Did you think in the first half that we looked a bit like a, a bit weak defensively? And I'm and and the thing is, I'm saying that very loosely because if you want my honest opinion, I think man of the match obviously went to Reese, and I would definitely have given it to Reese. But I felt like Thiago was like his usual solid self, and Rudy actually. But there was something that just wasn't working at at some point, and. 
it, we were sort of a, a bit flapping. And I think that's kind of what led to Mendy um, caught in those two worlds at that point, because we sort of put him in a bit of trouble. And I felt maybe a bit needlessly. Um, but I mean, they are their annoying selves, aren't they? Just going to keep going and like... Yeah, they're very direct. ...kinds of weakness. Yeah. 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 Very direct. And they've done that in the first half. And it didn't help that when we had the ball, all we were doing was passing it side to side in the first half. Yeah, it was very Georgie-like, wasn't it? Yeah, there weren't a great deal. You said yes! (laughs) Oh, no, you tricked me into that. You tricked me into that. (laughs) See what I have to part with, everyone. See what I have to part with every fucking week. I have to part with these horrible bullying tactics against my Jorginho. Oh, my Medusa, <laughs> J5, hot shapes, fuck off. <laughs> I wish I had a poster so I could just go like that. <laughs> um, but we didn't, no one was really moving a lot in the attacking third, I didn't think. But that being said, the passes, no one was breaking lines with movement or passes. The only person who was trying to play forward was actually Thiago Silva. He was stepping up a bit and he was, playing some passes into the attackers. And that was the only time we looked like doing anything in the first half. But first half was just, there was people on Twitter who were slagging individuals off. And I don't think there was anyone that really played that bad in the first half. There was people like going, Havertz was shit. I was like, well, he hasn't had the ball. How can he be shit? No one's giving him the ball. (laughs) Fucking hell, do these people actually watch it? I actually felt like we looked um, more threatening because of Kai. We de- we definitely. I always find that we get the best out of Kai when we move the ball quicker. Oh, are you talking uh, about after the first half? Because I don't think anyone really shone in the first half. If you want, me no to one shone in the first half. But I don't think anyone was like shocking. No, no, yeah, it was like, a very sort of like sliding individuals on the timeline. I was like. Oh, I can't be dealing with this. I don't so I was know like, who no these one's people even are. played that bad. Yeah. No and, one's even played that bad. And you're 45 minutes into a game and you're going in at nil-nil, which, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but Burnley have done Tottenham this season. And didn't they do... Um, They've drawn they a lot of games as well. Wasn't They've drawn Liverpool? so many games. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's not... a lot of games. Let's not actually go against Burnley here because they are that sort of team. You know, they might go and lose to Norwich no, or something. On, this, but on, sorry to cut you off as well. There was a good. St- You're not sorry at all. Hate- <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Shut the fuck up. I'm talking. <laughs> Sexism um, in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know your place. <laughs> get back in that kitchen. <laughs> hey, you said it. <laughs> I'm going to report you to the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm going to get pelters now when people listen to this. Good. I? Um, <laughs> you, you plan this. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say now. You and your sexism shit <laughs> fucking getting in my brain. It's I was going to come I've got a stat. I've got a stat, oh. stat for once. I've got a stat for once. Go on. I know. So when I... I'm not... Oh, what stream was I on? I can't remember what stream I was on anyway. They said a stat. Before we scored against Burnley on Saturday, they'd only conceded 10 goals at home the whole season. Oh, wow. I know, right? Okay. I wasn't sure if that stat was correct. I haven't corroborated it at all. Well, I'm going with what he said. Lack of professionalism there because they don't get everything right, you know. 
You didn't even go well, and check. Well, it's their fault if they didn't. I'm just being a sheep <laughs> and following. That's all I'm doing. To be fair, though, I can see that being true. <laughs> it's a horrible place to go to. I mean, it's it normally is. quite I mean, grim. I think that the, the fact that when the sun have they was been shining... Hammered at home? Well, no yeah. one's hammered them at home. And they've pulled off some good results, considering, to be fair. I mean, I actually went this year thinking that I'm really open. this is going to be the year they go down, because I'm so bored of them. I don't like them at all. They're too awkward. They cause us a lot yeah, of murder. Yeah, they are awkward. Yeah. They are awkward fuckers. Right, so let's go then. So, Reese James uh, got the <laughs> first goal really quickly into the second half. Um, what that oh, nicely squeezed through and all. It was almost like uh, everything just aligned for him to just be able to get that shot away. He and can even do when he in my it, eyes. He can do no wrong. No, he can do no wrong. But even when he struck it, I was a bit like, oh, oh, that that's actually going in. Such a good goal, man. It Twisted was, and turning. Yeah. But how and how hard I think that defender's work. still going around in a circle, going around like that. That defender yeah. still. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> on a roundabout. <laughs> yeah, just going around and round. But, he literally didn't he? He was he he, he he looked like he had such determination yesterday to have a good game and to be a difference and to to be creative. He was fast paced. He was turning players inside and out. And I think it was even another moment before our fourth goal where it didn't quite come off for him and it, it is it is foot a bit wrong and it and it went off. But no, he ran, he collected it, he turned around and he got it back to Trev. I think it was. And I just thought, yeah. Do you know what? I feel that's something we've really missed and. I think we can all hold our hands up and say that we've missed Reese and we've missed Chile massively because they're oh, yeah. they're like the same player, aren't they? But on opposite sides. Oh, it gives us such balance and threat on either side. But his determination. Two. I almost thought, like um, even in the first half, he was the one that I felt was working the hardest. He was the one trying not to make a mistake. He was the one that was trying to be solid and creative going forward, and always trying to pick out that pass. And I felt like. You know, when you just get that feeling that he's going to have a good game today, he, he looks like. And there was a moment where he, he went down he up the other it, end he? as well. And I was like, no. I was just going to mention that in the second half. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, if he's out, even for just a week or two, I'm done with football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. And I just, no, I actually th- felt like he made such a, like a, a positive difference in our side yesterday. His and work rate don't get spoken about enough. He's no. up and down. It literally doesn't game. stop. Yeah. He's oh, inside, he's outside. Unbelievable. And don't you always think as well, like when I watch him, I just think he always looks like in his head, he's two steps ahead of where he is. He's already anticipating so the next move and what could be the yeah. move after. And I really Such like him. He's, honestly, I think he is such a footballer and how old is he what 21 22 oh imagine how good he's going to be when he's like oh. 26 27 28 incredible scene oh, oh. and the fact actually that he's come back from you know a fairly serious injury and he's been out a while isn't he a good couple of months he's and he's out. he's not looking like he's you know playing with some kind of trepidation or anything he actually he's has just, just bang, gone he's bang out again isn't he yeah. oh, i love him though i mean that's yeah, the sort of brilliant. influence i like in our side because if he can do it you know then other people will feed off of that drive and that ambition i think and actually um i felt like Pulisic played quite well yesterday personally he did he was like um first off I wanted, obviously, I know we spoke about the first half and there weren't really a lot happened. Him and Mount were kind of on the periphery of the game. They weren't really doing enough for me. No. They weren't moving enough. And 
what Tommy done at half time to just swap their roles round, it just worked a treat. And I thought yeah. they both played well second half, especially Pulisic. Yeah. And what a great ball for Havertz's header as well. Oh just my God. Sat it up for him at the back stick. It was oh. so perfectly weighted, wasn't it? Just to land on his head, literally. Brilliant ball. And this is the thing, like, and I don't want to keep banging on about it, but this was my thing. Oh, but Lukaku. you will bang on though, wouldn't you? Because well, you love banging on, wouldn't you? But this was my <laughs> thing about Lukaku, right? That same ball could have come into him and he probably wouldn't jump or he wouldn't have anticipated. Whereas I feel like with Kai, he's a more positive like influence going forward. And he's, he's also, dare I say, always looking for some kind of avenue. Instead Movement, of expecting brilliant. somebody to literally lay it on a plate, he will move around. And yet I felt like with um, that ball that came in yesterday, it was almost like Kai even knew this is just perfect for me and I'm going to get up and under that. And then that... He didn't really have it, to move, did he? Just peeled off ever so slightly, didn't he? Yeah. It was just yeah. And, and that's the thing. And I was actually really impressed with um, Pooney yesterday. I felt like he... It was dare I say, and I don't want to talk too soon because I do feel like he is still playing like he's scared of getting injured and I, I still love the boy um, I just getting think there, though, you feel I'm like hoping that like, slowly yeah, turning slowly again. coming back I can understand yeah. you being scared you get, keep getting injured, that's your career that's your scared? life oh, you mean yeah, not you. you're, you're <laughs> definitely not scared um, you will be when you come back to England but uh, <laughs> But no, and it and and did, the game almost felt done in those five minutes. All of a sudden, it we felt yeah. comfortable, and it they we weren't just started really with a different intensity. When it that intensity was just different. It and made as soon me as think like that... he'd put a rocket up their ass or something at half time. He definitely did. He made that subtle change with Mount and Pulisic that worked a treat. He's told him to. He's obviously told him to move the ball quicker. Yep. As soon as you move the ball quicker, you bring Havertz into the game more because you. Start to notice his movement. His movement's really good. Yeah. And as soon as you move the ball quicker, it brings him into the game. It brings the attacking players into the game. Because well, then you've got Saul on the left, who was who, who was he was always there when you needed him to put a ball really? in. He was wow. always there. Then you've got Reese, the other side, never fails. Then like it, it you was say, a balance for those two, wasn't it? Yeah. Side, and then better. you've got you've got Pooley, you've got Mount, you've got Havertz, even Kante coming in and being much more... Almost it was more fluid, thinking. wasn't it? They're all yeah. interchanging, didn't they? It's yeah. better movement all around the pitch. And actually, it felt more instinctive, if that makes sense. Whereas as soon as I think... you've got those players, absolutely, but as soon as you've got players like that who move that well, and they're very clever players, just get them to move the ball quickly. Yeah. And they're fucking that good. The rest takes care of itself. And that's the thing. If someone's out of position, you can guarantee Kante's going to be there regardless. Do you know what I mean? And oh, then like even, players, um, <laughs> even Trev, I felt like was a lot more up with like the midfielders than he was ever in defence. I think that was to his detriment a few times. I won't lie. But he I does actually, get, yeah. He yeah, gets I drawn agree. in, I think a little bit, but sometimes that's his age though. That's his age. That will go away. But I don't really. I have remember an issue John with Terry that. used to be like that, though. I remember, I remember, yeah. I can remember it. I think it was like I think it was his second. I think it was his second year, JT, and he went through a spell. This is going back a bit. I'm sure a few of you struggling to remember this, but I remember this vividly. It was his second year, and he was starting a lot, but he was making a few mistakes, mm-hmm. and they were costly mistakes as yeah. well. Yeah, but. 
they just played him through it and he had to make the mistakes but they played him through it and you and that sort of thing you go out of it well one of the things i did know and i think it was i think so obviously let's talk about this before we go into that but the habits then got his second goal like three minutes later um that was also nice work from Pooley into Reese, yeah. and then he, he had to just poke it in. It was laid on a plate for him again. Yeah, and he just that, had to hit his body. He just had to get something on it, didn't he? And he literally did, <laughs> wasn't it? Like the back of right his calf. Right place, right time, though, isn't it? Right <laughs> place, right time. It was like the back of his calf or something ridiculous. But this is what yeah. we've said previously, isn't it? It's like, if you have a go, something will come off for you at some point. But this get is where I feel like the difference is with Rom and Havertz I feel like Havertz has got the energy and the drive to even if it was coming off his back I don't think he'd give a shit do you know what I mean he's not trying to to, he just wants goals doesn't he well I think he went from like obviously seven to nine goals all of a sudden like in five minutes so like and and imagine that he's not actually played that much but I was gonna say um they they had a couple of bites in the second half, and I think we got a little bit lazy. But I mean, at four 0 up at that point, you know, where you're just oh, sorry, well, we were three 0 up. I think. Switch off, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, but I think we did switch off because we were so focused on the attack, which was where my thing about Trev come in. We're actually forgot there was another half of the pitch to play on at that point because we actually <laughs> were so driven and so forward thinking. Um, no one was really caring we were about pressing it. really high. Yeah, and but I actually prefer that because I always think like the best form of defence is an attack, isn't it? So if you're all fucking up there, you know, okay, that like you can leave yourself wide open, but we're not that stupid. But even with Trev, when he kind of had his little moments, it just came off for us yesterday. And mm. I don't feel like I could honestly tell you the last time I felt like things were just coming off for us. I think normally that would have resulted in a couple of goals during that game and it might have put us on Home the back to foot. Juventus wouldn't it I think but even then I felt like we worked hard I don't think we actually like got away with anything I think we played yeah, really well so in that game whereas I feel yesterday yeah, oh, we did, we did. it yeah. was a bit mixed wasn't it it was open to error but normally that error would occur and it I was that period like... start of the second half that 20 minutes start of the second half yeah. the game was done wasn't it and that's the thing. I think we also did think, well, actually, if we concede at this point, I don't even think it's given them, them any hope even. But no. um, the the fourth goal um, came for nothing, really, didn't it? It was like Habits and James were just looking really cute again together. I've almost felt like their little... Um, their little layoffs to each other yesterday were actually like, it was actually like a joy to watch because they just always knew each other were going to be there. And I felt there was yeah. like an instinctive relationship building there, which I don't know if I've ever felt like that before between them two. Um, but I think with them, yeah, they just seemed to really click yesterday. And I was actually really pleased to see that. To because see. I do think that Kaya Havertz is probably a key to us moving forward. and. It's not just because of my views. He's going to be the. I think he's going to be the player. Yeah. Like he's going to be the main man. I think eventually. Do you? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I'd yeah. like him to but be it's because. Good. But it's going to be the, the thing is, it's a player like him, and he's still young. It's going to be a matter of Tuchel managing him in the right way and just building him up. But yeah. when he explodes, because I feel like the last three, four games that he's played, he's played very well. Mm. And I, f- I feel like he's just slow. If he keeps playing, I just feel the ceiling with him. 
it's massive. And that's he could the thing. be as good as he wants to be. There's a lot of talk, isn't there, of um, uh, Kai Havertz being like uh, like a real generational talent. And I don't yeah. normally like take much notice of that sort of shit because I just think, well, you know, they'll turn out what they want to be depending on their own mindset and actually how the team works with each other because you can't do everything on yeah. your own. Um, but I genuinely believe with him, he... And obviously, we all know he's had his issues and we've highlighted them before in terms of, you know, being poorly, getting COVID twice, having long COVID injuries and and being he's a bit on the back. Yeah, he's sort of been on the back foot, but he never really plays like he's on the back foot. I feel like at least he always tries. And yeah, yesterday I felt like there were there were some nice little connections being formed. Um the, the, the Pooley goal was pretty much gifted, wasn't it? But it actually came out of a battle where, um, like I say, Reese lost that ball and then had to run to get it back and then got it back to Trevor, fed it into Kante. And then all of a sudden it just, we looked like we'd positioned ourselves well again for yeah. literally for, for Pooley to just get his goal. And I'm actually quite pleased for him because I think... Uh, Pooley's had a couple of goals recently, hasn't he? And I feel like... It's been like good he's... to see him getting back on the... Yeah, it's been good to see him getting back on the score sheet. I, I think it just almost needed, and maybe this will help bring him back out of that shell that he's hiding in, because I do understand him not wanting to get injured, but I want him to be a little bit more carefree, because I think actually... A bit more freedom, don't you? Just go out and play. And imagine him mount... Um, and Kai, I actually think, and now even like bringing James into the mix, and hopefully Chile won't be back too far in the future. And and hopefully he makes it back before the end of the season. That makes for an exciting. Great to see him back before the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, but it makes for an exciting like prospect, I think, because I feel like and again, you've got Zinch as well, who was starting to turn till he picked up that injury. Hopefully he can yeah. just come back and carry on where he left off. Well, he was on the bench, wasn't he? Because he, um, I, I saw him warming up and stuff, and he he. I didn't think that um, he was going to come on or, or make a difference. I felt like I felt like the balance was right for the day. They'll play him Thursday, I think. They'll play I think Thursday, he will I too. Think. Yeah, and that's the thing. If we've got like you know a fit squad or we, we're wanting players to give out, we have got so many games coming up still, and it's mad to say that when yeah. we're in March, but. There's a lot to go, and even I feel the like league games. Listen, gonna we're not going to win the league, are we? But no. There's games, I don't think games so. are massive because Arsenal are winning games. Yeah. And they're what, five points behind us with a game in hand? Yeah, they're really annoying um, at the moment, won't they? So they win, but they do still have to play us and they do still need to play Liverpool as well in a couple of weeks. Yes. Um, and this is the thing. They've also so they've got, got, got difficult a, games. And, and Arsenal have got to play us still because we've got to try and fit that fixture in as well. So. And. Arsenal, really, when you look at it, people are starting to go, oh, they've had quite a good season, haven't they? Yeah. They've had no European football. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and they're only just starting to get near the top four now. When we had no European football a few years ago, we won the fucking league. Well, <laughs> and that's the point, I think, actually. And the, and the same with, uh, okay, Tottenham, but they went out of that farmer's like European conference shit thing, they didn't, didn't they? No, they one game a week for God knows how long. Yeah, and I think, excuse? yeah, and I just think, I feel like, again, we're going to be on the back foot for being in still. I mean, we were in the Carabao to the final point. We're, we're in the Carabao. Uh, to the last kick. Cup. Yeah. yeah. And, we, you know, okay, we've not 
like you said, not going to win the league, but we've still got a competition to play. We're still aiming to get into the top four and stay there, you know, just to yeah, secure a place. 100%. And, you know, we're playing in Lille in a couple, uh, two weeks' time. So, Massive game. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's coming thick and fast. I was impressed, though, overall, I have to say. I think uh, the first half was what it was, but I think the second half, we really sort of turned it on and very quickly, which is... And I always feel like with clubs like Burnley like it's it's a good idea to just try and kill them off a little bit early because the minute they start rocking they're not they might have a bit of fight in them and still try but you kind of can nail them early doors and and the game's already done and I did feel like that despite the you know a couple of like defensive weaknesses um so I was quite happy overall and obviously Rick you must be absolutely chuffed because you were very close with your 3-0 or 3-1 or whatever it was you said I was still you very... Don't even, you don't even remember my prediction. Disgusted. Well, I think you told me 3-0 before we started, but I have a feeling you said 3-1 No, it was 3-1. It was 3-1. I forgot. Ah, see, you wanker. You forgot your own fucking <laughs> prediction. <laughs> but, no, and I said I thought it was going to be 1-0. And do you know what? At half-time, I still felt like we were. it was that kind of game. You know, it's going to be a one like, nil. Oh, no, oh speaking of predictions, yes. Yeah, speaking of predictions, shout out Connor. Oh, go on, Connor. Who, t- who tweeted 1905 and said he was going to put a bet on and didn't do it. And <gasps> if he had, it would have come in. And it was reached. And it was Havertz to was it Havertz to score from a, or someone to score from a Reese James cross? Oh, I can't remember now. I think Connor, it was Havertz to score from it. a Reese James cross, and it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Havertz to score from a Reese James cross. Right, Connor. And he didn't go do and it. Sit in the corner and have a little think about <laughs> yourself, please. If you have these feelings and they're that strong, do it. You could be a millionaire. Although, eh? He did tweet us as well. He did tweet us, and you were right about the offside thing. Just coming back, he found out. He found out. Oh, see, I haven't been able to be on Twitter because I'm still banned for a few days. But it's not um, that Connors because she doesn't care about you or any of my followers. No, I'm really (laughs) glad you've told me now because do you know what? It actually bothered me so much in the week that I actually Googled it, but I couldn't find a definitive answer. He found it, he screenshotted me. I can send you the screenshot, it's there. Connor, thank you. So <laughs> that just proves even more that that referee at fucking Wembley is an absolute cunt. Shit. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you can say cunt shit. on here and you can't ban me. Cunt, cunt, cunt. Cunt, cunt, cunt. <laughs> I did get, well, you know, I'm going to be back and my first thing's going to involve probably calling someone a cunt. Um, Because of this, actually, which moves us on quite nicely. So... I mean, Gary Lineker has been absolutely chomping at the bit and how he really wants, you know, the owner of Chelsea Football Club, or should I say current, um, to express his views about the, the war on Ukraine. Like Roman's ever spoken to the press in his life, all of a sudden, Gary Lineker is demanding Ridiculous. this. Well, my answer to Gary Lineker when he even pulled that out the hat last week was, well, should we talk about your brother and how he likes to, like, abuse How he's a monster weirdo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, probably shouldn't be in charge of all these bars. But, you know, I don't expect we're going to hear. Yeah. Guilt, guilt by association is a little bit tough, isn't it, Gary? But he's... um. He's done it again, I feel. And I know that this did cause a bit of an uproar at the weekend. Um, the uh, the clap, you know, to to for us to 
be showing respect or to, to show Ukraine that we're thinking about them. Now, I think we're all aware, and I can't, I haven't been on Twitter, so I don't know what people are saying, but I can imagine half of them are cunts. Um, but I'm thinking that um, people are getting very, very upset about this Abramovich thing, and Gary Lineker just couldn't wait to bring it up. But it makes me laugh because he's he's now seemed to have forgotten that he wanted Roman Abramovich's views on the war since he's been over in Belarus trying to fucking fight for peace talks. But you know, we'll we'll let that one slide, won't we? Um, yeah. But he was chomping at the bit about that, and um, I guess, I guess, I I'm torn about this, and I was part of the crowd you know that was singing <laughs> Roman Abramovich during that you know during that clap for let's be thinking about you um and so I'm going to be very honest in in how I think about this right um I didn't think at the moment when we we're in the ground and we'd already been clapping for what felt like a minute and we didn't realize that like the Burnley um loudspeaker person was going to literally go on as much as they did so we kind of already started um and I felt like we'd been clapping for a very long time however um it, I didn't feel like what happened was actually intended as being disrespectful and if anything it was more a homage to Roman in the fact that and I don't mean this to sound crass or rude or that I'm just being ignorant or anything like that. But we're in a stadium where I don't know how old, how much Burnley holds, 30 odd thousand people, right? We're all sitting there clapping. Now, I don't mean to be rude, right? When you sit and you clap for a legend or, you know, somebody who's passed away, normally like someone will come out with a song now I'm not saying that that's like you know that's right everyone does things in their own way I just felt like we in that moment felt like Roman deserves some recognition and it wasn't about him leaving it was about the Ukraine peace talks and it was about the fact that he is now so heavily involved that when he sells our club he's actually going to be donating billions billions of pounds to Ukrainian war victims now Money. I'm really sorry if that has upset people that we did that I don't regret it and if we were there I would probably do it again because it wasn't intended as malice it wasn't intended to be disrespectful it was appreciation actually for the one person that people can relate to from our club and actually the Premier League in general who is actually trying to make a difference for these people now, and I don't mean this in a crass way either, but I don't know that there are any Ukrainians in Ukraine at this current time who are really giving a shit about who's standing up and clapping at a Premier League football game. That doesn't help their situation. That doesn't get them out of the mess that they're in. Thanks to a man who is so fucking tapped in the head, he doesn't care what he's doing. Now, if, if I almost felt at that point, we're singing for a man who may well have a difference but it may well be all in vain, but at least he's fucking trying. And I would far rather sing the name of a man who potentially could make a huge difference to that country. And when this is all over, he's going to try and help piece them back together. I would far rather have respect for him than standing there and clapping in vain 
the way we did for the NHS during the pandemic, when it didn't really matter to anybody unless your neighbour was a fucking NHS worker. It felt like it was a bit hypocritical. It felt like it was, you know, we weren't making a difference by clapping. The, the government didn't give them a pay rise, you know, and, and in fact, the irony of that was, was actually the ones local to Chelsea were only looked after because of Roman Abramovich. Now, I'm sorry if it has upset people, but I'm not going to apologise for actually doing it. And that's just my personal opinion, because I feel like in that moment, Roman Abramovich is standing for Ukraine. And yes, he's not being directly affected, but he's being affected enough where he's trying to actually get involved. And if anyone is naive enough to think that that man isn't sticking his neck on the block right now, because... Putin could go after him at any time and he is tapped in the head, but he's still prepared to do that because people are forgetting he is half Ukrainian and he cares about that country. And I just, I don't know, I, I got a bit annoyed that people were, get, were so annoyed about it. But at the same score, I look at it and I think, OK, in hindsight now, I can sit back and I actually can understand the other side of it. But I won't be painted as a like a criminal for doing something like that when I think the intentions of us were, were was not to actually disrespect anybody but I can understand why people could think that was a way but I also think we're at a point now where Romans like number one world hate is hated even though Putin's the one driving the war and um, Roman's the only one targeted as um, <laughs> anything to do with the Premier League club when we know what's going on in other clubs right now and I don't know. I think I'm just at a point where it's like, I don't, there's, there's, there are people trying to make a difference. And I don't think clapping at a Premier League stadium is the answer to anything. And I don't think they really care. They've got other stuff going on right now that is a little bit more important about than whether Chelsea fans clapped or sang. How do you feel, Rick? Well, Wow. <laughs> Sorry, but I felt like I needed to rant. I'm fed up of being public enemy number one as ch at Chelsea, if you want me to be honest. And I think uh, it doesn't matter what we fucking do sometimes, as proof yeah, with our owner. It doesn't matter what we do. You're going to talk about us the way you want to talk about us. So, fuck it. We might as well just do what we want. I feel like, obviously, obviously I wasn't there. Um, but from my point of view, I do understand both sides. Um, I don't think the singing, first of all, I think anyone who's got half a brain cell, if you stop and think about it, the singing obviously wasn't supposed to be disrespectful. That was never the intention. So I feel... I feel like if anything, you could probably say it was ill-timed, I think, if anything. The yeah. scene was ill-timed. That's the only thing it's guilty of. And for it to cause that much of an outpouring of grief, for want of a better word, from everyone, saying how how disgusting all Chelsea can fans I ask, are, though, look at what they're doing. Can I yeah. ask, though, who is it that's actually saying that? Is it the media, the ones who don't like Roman? Is it other it's, other rival clubs because they everyone, want another stick really. to beat us with? Or yeah, is it actually Chelsea fans. fans? I don't know. Um, no, I, I tell you what, it's been it's been a mix of all three, if I'm being honest, what I've okay. seen. It's been a mix. 
I've been surprised how many Chelsea fans have said they were disgusted by it. Um, because the fact I wasn't there, as I've said already, but yeah. straight away I could see, and it's got nothing to do with me knowing people who were there. That's got nothing to do with it. If I didn't know anyone there, I would have still looked at it well, the same way. I don't mean it, to be rude, obviously... right? You would battle against me on anything if you felt like you should. And... Oh, my God. We were joking about this before. Yeah, and yeah. You were saying to me, oh, I bet you're probably going to do it. I was like, well, I don't think I... I can't disagree with you. I wasn't there, but... I think it's been blown out of proportion is what I'm trying to say. I think that's the best way but, I can put it. And I think uh, that's been blown thing, right? out of proportion. I can now, like in, in hindsight, I can look back at that and go, actually, do you know what? Like, we probably should have clapped and then sang his name. But I will be honest with you, the, the uh, Burnley announcer did actually sound like he'd come to an end. And people started clapping, like easily, like... 50 seconds before we started singing yeah. so I felt like we'd clapped for a minute already and then we were singing I mean they, um, love, they yeah. love blowing it out of proportion I remember I went to Swansea a few years back I went to Chelsea Swansea at Swansea and there was a minute silence for Hillsborough and everyone inside the ground was silent but there was still fans waiting to get in outside oh shit so, obviously, the people outside have got no idea there's a minute silence going oh, on. Oh, of course. So they're all singing Chelsea songs outside, waiting to get in. Oh, and I bet they went to fucking media, town. Yeah, I bet they it did. It was reported in the media, people in the ground were being disrespectful in the minute silence from the Chelsea end. I'd like booing. to, and I'd like no to point out as well, right, nobody, nobody has gone to town on another club, I feel, the way they do us. It, it Whenever... A national anthem is sang. Liverpool fans boo Liverpool it because boo, their scale's yeah. not fucking English and all that bollocks, right? Nobody says that's disrespectful. Yet we're, it's you know, yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing. And I think it does sort of happen all over. I think unless you're actually actively showing some kind of um, rebellion against what you're supposed to be doing if if it felt like it was malicious or if it feels like it's you're actively going against what you're being asked to do in a stadium I mean yeah it says there's a fine line now isn't there because when when people did pass okay. away it, it used to be and and for remembrance even it used silence. to be you would be in complete silence and if someone did sing you'd tell them to shut the fuck up I don't like, like the clapping bollocks. I don't like it. And at this all, is a thing. So, so now we've kind of moved on and we've evolved where we're allowed to show some kind of appreciation where we will clap. Or if it's an old player, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to bring one up, but Osgood. Let's say, for example, Osgood. Mm, Everybody the sang yeah. the Christmas song. It wasn't obviously even Christmas, but everyone sang King of Stamford Bridge. And yeah. it was it's more shown as like you're you're actually allowed to kind of show some emotion or some passion at that point. And okay, like you know, Roman Abramovich isn't in the middle of Ukraine, you know, going through that with these people. And I think that's where kind of maybe it feels a bit misconstrued because it wasn't that we were thinking that Roman was the one that, you know, deserved the recognition, but it was recognising somebody who's trying to do something. And yes, we feel passionate about that because he, currently he is our owner. He has been our owner for the last 20 years. He has had untold abuse and 
it's been a particularly like emotional week for all of us but it wasn't yeah. meant in in a disrespect it was almost no. showing respect to somebody who could potentially make a difference and i think people have got that on their high horse a little bit too much in terms of that because i'm not expecting every fucking premier league club to sing his name you know the point is he's he's public enemy number one despite the fact he's paid into our government for the last 20 years but mm-hmm. i feel like you know like i don't feel like it was a disrespect if anything it was like come on roman go fuck them up do what you need to do and help these people none of us are, are cheering the fact that putin's gone fucking rogue nobody's cheering the fact that the, all of this stuff is going on if anything we're more at a point now, and I think especially in a modern day world, we shouldn't be fucking seeing this anymore. We shouldn't be having to help people in this way anymore. But unfortunately, Absolutely. we are because of a man who is so tapped in the head. He just wants to take apart the world. Um, but there are people trying to help. So we were just trying to relate to the one person we could relate to with some passion. And that's the only way I can describe it is in terms of when you have a legend who passes and you've got a song from you're allowed to sing it now. It's not deemed as disrespectful anymore. You know, you don't yeah. have to sit in silence. And I, and again, I am. I'm sorry if that upset people, but I, I wouldn't have changed it. If, if we were back there tomorrow, knowing it would upset people, I'd still do it. I mean, I like upsetting people, but you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I, do, I didn't think that it was like a truly awful act, if you want me to be honest. I think we've seen far worse go on in situations where it's not been nice at all and you know people yeah, have been, been a lot worse really disrespectful people who end up getting their heads yeah. kicked in at the end of the game but yeah I don't know I just I feel like it's it was a sad thing because for us I think we were trying to almost just bolster some support for the fact that you know people are trying to end this for them nobody wants yeah. to see anyone in this position in this day and age and no, it, exactly. it backfired on us, but I think it doesn't really matter what we do. I think it's always going to backfire on us. To be fair. Could have had a massive Ukraine flag in the end and you'd have been called attention seekers. It wouldn't have. Well, that was the thing. It's like Burnley haven't got in trouble because they were the only club that didn't supply us all with the with the coloured squares that everybody else got. Do you know what I mean? Like, how far do you go with with how you show your respect or where you actually can position your passion for this sort of thing? It's it's very yeah. difficult to tell. Everyone does things differently. And yeah, like I say, I don't think what happened with the Chelsea fans was was intended to be disrespectful at all. No, not at all. So I'm kind not of sticking up for us, you know, and I was there and part of that. And I must admit, I got swept up in it and I didn't even think about it at the time. Just thought to myself, yeah, fuck him up, Roman. Like... You know, you're not you're yeah. not going to be part of us, and it's for this reason. So at least go and fucking get your own back on somebody, and get this gone, and help the people that really need it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? it it's, been... it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. <sighs> but we move on now to who are we even playing next. My mind's a blur. Um, Norwich. Norwich, which has been kindly Thursday. rearranged because now we have Borough <laughs> yeah. in the club. And nine, of them. Yeah, nine <laughs> days earlier than it should be. Thanks, Chelsea. Um, <laughs> and a Thursday night in Norwich. I mean, how pleasant. But um, yeah. What everyone wants. <laughs> it's not going to be on telly, is it? So we're going to have to find a dodgy stream or something. But yeah. um, the best story of my life every week. <laughs> go on then. Seeing as you did so well on your prediction last week. Oh, okay. I'm getting another. Um... 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chelsea win 2-0. Ooh. Yeah, 2-0. I'm excited. I almost feel like I want to just go completely the other way just because you've said that now and because it works out <laughs> so nicely that this could be like a new thing I might jinx if I say anything different. So do you know what? I'm gonna say nothing. <laughs> Okay. I, just, I just hope that you're on a roll, Rick, to be fair. I've never been on a roll with anything, so it's going to fucking end very quickly, I can assure you. Well, to be fair, we're going when, uh, we're going Thursday and then Sunday, aren't we? So we're going to we're gonna um, do the next pod. We'll do uh, Norwich and Newcastle combined, and then we'll be rolling out into France. Oh, yes. And it'll be oh, great. Yeah. Well, have a nice week, busy, Rick. Busy, busy. You... Yeah, I suppose I better wish you a nice week. And I go on. And... <laughs> you don't have to, unless you really uh, want to yeah. be a cunt about it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I'll see you this time next Sunday. How exciting! Yeah, buzzing. <laughs> Can't wait. Right, and in the meantime, everyone else can keep the blue flag flying. I. <laughs>